chains, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Hakeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for being here with us today. That's right. On this lovely Sunday. We're about it's to get early some rain. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some morning podcast. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I kind of like getting them done in the morning. I feel a little more fresh. I feel like Katie Couric. Yeah. I almost name-dropped Matt Lauer, and then I forgot what he did, so I'm glad I went with Katie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not on that. We're not on that shit here. Al Roker would have been a good one, too. Jake, what's that button on your desk do? All of a sudden, the door closes and yeah. locks. Yeah. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop, everybody. So, today we're going to be talking about YBN Corday's album, The Lost Boy, and Rich Brian's album, The Sailor. Yes. Before we really dive into them, though, I think it's going to be a pretty good... It's uh, a little pun, right? Any any aquatic thing, we yeah. can just chalk it up as a pun. What, what I think is going to make this a good episode is the two of them are very similar in age. Mm-hmm. They're kind of... They have their own little niche. I think there's a lot of already established, well-respected artists that are kind of co-signing for both of these guys. YBN Corday obviously had Jake Cole credits. Mm-hmm. Rich Brian got a RZA feature. Um, Very cool because also you got to realize how much Wu Tang was inspired by Asian culture, mm-hmm. so I I felt like that was really really a good a good thing for RZA too. And they're both nineteen. That's yeah. crazy. Both and I think both, Corday show, made both show both uh, show a lot of promise. lyrical lyrical prowess in particular. Um, I wouldn't say that uh, Sailor was emphasizing the lyrics as much as Lost Boy was. You know, I would say that. Sailor is more so the whole package. Yeah. Whereas Lost Boy, there is there is a package there, but it is more emphasizing on the lyrics. lyrics. Yeah, because Rich Brian, you can obviously tell, especially with what 88 Rising does, there's a lot more music yes. in Sailor. We'll it's more singing. Yeah. Which Corday sang on his... On, man, yeah. there's a lot of similarities. They're very similar. And when I was listening to both of them, I was like, damn, these are kind of parallel. Just yeah. different. Um, And also, they're both a coming-of-age stories. Yeah. And... Definitely shout out where they're from. And they both have a lot to prove, too. Yes. And, yeah, they definitely do. But we'll get into that. Um, some news. No bail for R. Kelly. I don't. I think that was expected. It's over for you, boy. It's over. It's over. He's going to jail for a long time. Locked in the jail cell. Yeah. Not locked in the closet. <laughs> I'm trapped in the cell. Oh, trapped in the closet. My bad. Trapped in the cell. <laughs> trapped in the cell. Um, ASAP Rocky's free. Thank you. Yeah. Hey. We- it's... It's been we, a rocky we week. We lose one, we gain one. <laughs> yeah. R. Kelly goes in, ASAP Rocky comes out. That's a fair trade. Yeah, I'll take that any day. Uh, I'm really happy that Sweden decided to let it Rocky and um, I think he had a friend too that was in jail. Yeah, two friends. Uh, yeah. And they they now they they're still the trial is still ongoing. They're supposed to make. But at least verdict. they're letting them yeah. go home. So they're supposed to make a verdict. I think on the 14th of this month. That's mm-hmm. what I read. So it still could go either way for him, but. I mean, the fact they let him go is a good sign. Yeah, I think that if if he were to quote get convicted, I think it'd probably be restitution. I don't. I think if they let him go already, yeah. I think they've already kind of made that step because they were kind of playing hardball. I think from the way it was portrayed to us for a little while, yeah. they're like, no, we're not letting him out. Right, right. Um, so that's good. We'll see where that lands. Um, Drake releases care package for for the boys. So that was that was really fun for me as a longtime Drake fan. And for the newer Drake fans, it gives them a chance to go back and yeah. look at why Drake became it's so popular. Mar- it's, it's marketing. That's all it is. Really. It's, well, he's getting good. He's getting the high streams off of songs that he made five plus years ago. Yeah, which a lot of them still hit really well. I did say the singing didn't age that well because we're not going to do we're not going to do a full review of this. No. So I think we could talk about it 
I would say the singing hasn't held up, and he did he did bite a lot from Lil Wayne in the beginning. He did, and the singing that I don't mind, like the motion, I like that. That was like right around Views time. Right. I think the singing we're talking about that didn't hold up is like nothing was <laughs> the same, and uh, like how about now? Take care, and yeah, like you know the how about now kind of singing. Yeah, and also if you guys don't know, there was the thing about listening to How About Now. It just makes me laugh because of all the memes that were around around that song at the time. Where when you when we're old, we're gonna like yeah. be listening to a song and just all the memes are just gonna little Nas X, Old Town Road. Do you think everybody's not gonna be like, oh shit, TikTok? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember or, TikTok? I I'll used be, to twerk I'll, on TikTok. I'll be like eighty-five and hear Gucci flip flops and be like, catch me outside. How about that? How's your world? Break that hip for the third time. <laughs> Everybody's just dropping it low in the nursing yeah. home. Uh, oh so yeah. my god, what are those girls with all the ass shots gonna look like then? That's gonna be interesting. They're gonna have like a trailer in their <laughs> wheelchairs. <laughs> Hold them things from dragging. Pearl, you gonna make it to lunch? <laughs> my bad guys. Oh, I was god. screaming in your ears. So Rick Ross drops the Port of Miami 2 track list. Let's take a look. We'll read out the the features for you. So Wale, that's a given. Gunplay, obviously, on MMG. So Glad Gunplay. Gunplay's coming back. Yeah. So Summer Walker, very talented uh, female artist. Uh, let's see. Dejloaf, Swizz Beats. Dejloaf's coming back? Yep. All right. Meek Mill. Okay. Not surprised. The Usual Suspects. Nipsey Hussle and Tiana Taylor. That'll probably be a good song. Yep. Tiana Taylor's yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing. Jeezy. YFN Lucci and Ball Greasy. I've never heard of Ball Greasy, but that's terrible. That's my balls greasy. Yeah, that's like Derek Lewis. <laughs> balls greasy. <laughs> my balls. That's kind of weird. Um, my balls. A, a boogie with a hoodie and Denzel Curry. That's on the same track. Yeah, and a, a feature with Drake. I'm not. I don't know how this is gonna that, go. That song with Drake already came out. Gold, Gold roses. roses. Yeah. yeah, it was a single. This is what I'm uh, kind of worried about. Too much. There's one, two, three. There's four tracks that don't have features, and there's yeah. 15 songs. So, yeah, money. Rose's cashing in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I what I think about yeah, what I think this album is going to be. It's going to be hit and miss. Also, to a lot of those people, are have good chemistry now, with them. and he's going to be paying out on this too. So he better hope it hits. It's going to hit because it's first of all, it's a sequel to a very successful album, his first album, Port of Miami, which is arguably, I would say it's a classic in yeah, in Rick absolutely. Ross's catalog for sure. Hustlin' was on that one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. And that was like his big breakout in the pop realm. Right, right. And then that, I think that built the persona for Rick Ross for all the years to come. That's why we got Mastermind and, yeah. and all those other uh, albums that followed it. My issue here is Rick Ross... I, the only the albums that I've liked from him, there've really only been two. It's Teflon Don, and um, and Port of Miami. Um, well, see, I think he's just so consistent. Oh yeah, and the one that came out in twenty seventeen. Yeah, with Santorini Greece. Yeah, the, uh, rather you than me. Rather you than me. That's I'm sorry. That bird, was very. That's when good. he had the Birdman kind of shot. Yeah. Uh, with with Rick Ross, it's hard to argue that he's really ever came with a bad album. Like he's very consistent. Mastermind was weak to me. It just was not one of my favorites, but it it did well. It did well. All his albums do well numbers wise. Um, so I, I just I hope this isn't a miss for me because I, I really rock with all of Ross's albums. If if he's gonna be as introspective as he was on Rather You Than Me, I think we have a good chance. 
But but what I'm hoping is <clears throat> everyone on there he has good chemistry with. So I'm hoping that there's some time and care put into yeah. this album and we get something a little bit more concise. Just like we did on Rather You Than Me. Yeah. You know, the the main thing about that was it was concise and it was just very well put together. He just did an interview. I didn't watch all of it. He was talking about the instance where with the two strippers. You remember where he almost died like two years ago? And he like addressed oh, yeah. it like for the first time and really like explained it. That's when he had the happened. seizures? Yeah. Yeah. Um, talked about that. Talked about how literally he almost died and he, he tells about how he woke up in the hospital. It was a pretty cool story. I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Uh, but on some more serious news, uh, two shootings happened over overnight between yesterday and today. One in El Paso, Texas, which to us that has the highest body count, I think. 19 yeah. people. And then Dayton, right. Ohio as well. Yeah. Um, but the reason we bring that up, obviously we, we, we don't try to get into politics. We don't want to talk gun control, anything like that. And really, rest in peace to everybody yes, who absolutely. lost their lives. And, what what stuck out to me? There's a guy. Uh, his name's Glenn Oakley. This this was in per, pertaining to the El Paso shooting. He I didn't I guess that Walmart is attached to a mall. Okay. Because at first I, it was getting like referred to as the Walmart shooting, but right. it, this guy was in a finish line in the mall, and he heard the shots, and they he said that they the manager came and pulled the gate down so somebody couldn't get in, like you know the roll up right. chains. Well, I guess he said everybody got panicky and scared and they ripped the cage back up and ran out so he was like well if everybody else is running i'm running so he runs out and he said there were kids just like screaming because their parents they just got separated from their parents and he tried to grab as many as he could to take outside and this guy has a concealed carry permit as per most people in texas (laughs) um and he ran out was helping the kids come out and got stopped by the police this he was an african-american and he showed the cops. He said he literally he pulled the clip out of his gun. And said it's full. He said I have a, a permit, and they let him go. Yeah. And I thought that that is that's rare. Like that could have happened way worse. Sure. Like I mean, you have just the, a person with a threat of a gun, and we see cops kind of overreacting. Let alone run up on a man during an active shooting while he's holding a gun. It was just let go. So I thought that was pretty progressive by the cops. Great story. I mean, I, he didn't say exactly how many kids he saved. But he was all over the news. His name's Glenn Oakley. Do you think that cops there also are, are probably not as quick to draw on a gun because they live in Texas? You probably, know? probably. Because, I mean, how many people do they pull over and they just know? They're like, yeah. they're not going to ask, are you have a gun? They're going to go, how many guns do you have in your car? Yeah. You know, it's not it's not really like a cop in, in yeah. Illinois where you're not going to yeah. see that many people carrying a gun. Of course, they're going to be a lot quicker to, to shoot. Yeah. But you're right. That, the, that's an example of good training That's the, the biggest uh, and thing, really well handled. The biggest situation. thing that I, that I took from it was that he was selfless and helped yeah. other people. And he was ex-military. So, I mean, that's just an instinct. That what a in. fucking hero yeah. so he is. name's Glenn Oakley. Shout Thank out Thank you, Glenn Oakley. Yeah. And um, rest in peace to everybody who lost their lives. But I think they're saying the people are saying that El Paso one was directed towards Hispanics and that it's yeah. a hate crime. The guy which, said he was a white supremacist. Yeah, and he, apparently he put out a manifesto. <laughs> if, why, if you, why do these dudes all feel like they have the answers? Well, this is the thing I kind of thought of. Like, we obviously need some some gun things addressed. Yeah. But the dudes writing manifestos, they're going to find a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're crazy enough to be writing a manifesto and have that much ill will towards a, a certain sector of people, they're going to find a way to do it. 
It's just, it's also an example of what happens when you over... The news has become over-sensationalized about everything. It's about getting views. It's about getting clicks. So you have people that are blowing things way out of proportion and creating a bigger divide in this country. Yep. And that's why we're seeing people reacting very violently. I think, I think there needs to be a bit more understanding and communication between people who don't see eye to eye. Yeah. And there would be less of this just just like this cutthroat mentality that yeah, the left and right is. have on each other. Literally, I mean, people yeah. are killing each other and and I do agree there needs to be more gun control. Uh we have we have just so many things that need to be addressed in America that that unfortunately aren't being addressed. Yeah. And I think this is this is kind of how I view it. Stuff's just like obviously business is booming right now and the current administration I think is proud of that. Yeah. But I think the societal issues that are being ignored are the the trade off isn't equal. Like the uptick in business is not equal to the downtick in the societal problems that are going Yeah. On. And it and it is just again, it's just everybody's profiting off of hatred right now, be it the left or the right. There everybody's kind of making making their name off of hating a side or or, you know, we're telling the truth and they're the liars and that's why they need to, you know, right. cease to exist or whatever. It's just, it's just very violent reactions from both sides. Yeah. Our opinions. But if you want yeah. some facts, yeah. we can tell you some facts about Rich Brian's. <laughs> yeah. So, they, and that was our little, that was as political as we're going to get. Yeah. We do, do you have a, before we jump into that, do you have a, a fact this week? I'm... I'm I just remembered that as soon as you said it. But I'll read I got you mine. it. Mine is uh, hip hop related. Mm-hmm. All right, the, and I, I could I, I fact checked this and it was kind of confirmed. Yeah. I it was I couldn't really get like an article, but it says Tupac danced ballet in high school and ended up portraying the Mouse King in a production of the Nutcracker. Yeah, dude, he's a he was a theater kid. Yeah. Tupac was a straight up theater kid. Like I knew that he had done some stuff in school, but I didn't. I couldn't find anything that was like as specific as that. Play. We need to watch Juice. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, so good. You go back and watch it. Uh, banging your head against the wall for one hour burns 150 calories. So guys, if you're in your office, your boss is annoying you. You're listening to us. Bang your head against the wall for an hour, burn some calories. Right. And, and get a concussion. Tea. Yep. Well, you know. Anything gets that body. Off. Yeah, life's a trade-off. Pain and gain, baby. That's right. <laughs> um, what's number seven in Arabic? I think we're at seven. Sabah. 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 Yeah. There you go, guys. We're almost at ten. How do they spell that? Is it like Sparrow, like the pizza, or is it S-A-B-A? I bet you that shit has, like, it's hieroglyphics, you know? It's okay. uh, it's Aramaic, so it's got some weird symbols. I don't know. Okay. I can't, I'm actually illiterate, but I can, I can speak it, you know? Gotcha. Okay. I have like a third grade education okay. in Lebanese. So you're, you're like Lebanese R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I can know. speak it, but I can't read it. Right, right. Do you have your passport? Do you maybe that's going to be his defense. Maybe he's going to be. That's going to be his defense. I couldn't read her. I they keep saying <laughs> she told me she was 18, but I can't do numbers. What if this is so? This is so fucked up. It's just a joke, guys. What if the entire time R. Kelly was just like on tour, girls would come backstage and he'd look at the card and he'd be like. He's like really concentrating on it, and he goes, "Good enough." <laughs> Doing the, do, we need to Photoshop the the uh, Zach Galifianakis meme with all the numbers going like on an R. Kelly picture. R. Kelly looking at a girl's ID. Oh fuck you, R. Kelly. Yeah. So let's talk about Rich Brian, let's the sailor. It. Let's do it. First impressions. 
my first my first impression was that uh, we it, I thought it was going to be a lot more like songs like Yellow, where it was right. going to be more singing, definitely just based off of the in, the the intro. And then also, I texted you probably two days ago saying that the intro immediately reminded me of, of Damn. Kendrick's Damn. Yeah, it so, was um, conceptual Blood. album. Too. Yeah, the, the song Blood on Damn, the intro where he meets the lady in the street and she ends up killing him. Right, right. Um, no, my first impression, you sent me the yellow video and I watched it. And I think right after I watched it, I responded something back like, he gained a lot of respect yeah. for that. Because <clears throat> I liked like the, the shtick of... That stick. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about like, like Rich Brian's stick. Like right, right. That stick. Mm-hmm. That That's stick. That's the pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I I thought it was funny, and I think kind of like Lil Nas X, everybody was like, "Is this a joke or is he serious?" And he said, "Okay, I could do this serious." And maybe the song. I don't think he's ever really addressed if it was supposed to be a real song or a joke. Yeah. But Amen was kind of like just overly trap, and it was. I, nowhere near as good as this album. He was album. playing so into the expect. meme. Yeah. He was like, I feel, I feel like more on the first album, which it definitely had its moments as well. But for Rich, for Rich Brian to go down that trap lane, I felt like it was too limiting because his voice is a bit monotone. And well, on top of those beats, it's a little bit. It can be seen as boring. Part of it too is he has a very deep voice. Yeah. And when you have a deep voice layered with a lot of bass and a track, it dr- it drowns them out. Yeah. That's like Trade the Truth, if yeah. you've listened to him. He has an incredible... The only thing that saves him right. is that he has like that rasp in his yeah. voice, so you can still kind of get it. And he's from Houston, so he knows how to play play on like that southern accent, yeah. so he can give his give him a little bit more style with his delivery. But that's what I'm saying. Rich Brian's rapping his... To me, the the biggest weakness for him is, is that deep voice. Yeah. And at times, if the production is not really... Really, to that. really instrumental, and and there's a lot going on. The track can be boring. Like mm-hmm. I might zone out, you know. Yeah, and he, he does kind of with that voice being low and monotone. If you have something that is similar in production, the songs can sound samey. Right. And I think that was a big problem on Amen. But when I saw Yellow, I was like, okay, he, this kid actually is putting some art into this. It was a one eighty. Yeah, and I knew it was going to be different because after the signing to eighty eight Rising, they're doing a lot on the internet. Joji's obviously an artist. So I knew, like, okay, it's, we're not going to hear meme music. No. Like, I, I view Amen in the same light that I view Young Gravy. Okay. Rich Brian was a young little Gravy's bit... Young a little bit more, like, he was little dicky. Yeah. I would say Young young Gravy's more, like, a little dicky. But with Amen, I, like, w- before that, all we had to compare was that stick. And yeah. you're like, okay, where's this... Where's it where, going? Yeah, what paths he taken? Right. So I think Sailor provides us with a little bit more... I think this should have been his debut album. Well, if if he would have come out with this, I don't know if as many people would have heard about him. Like obviously that stick got him a lot of attention. Yeah. So I think from that he got a lot of attention on this album too. But this was a better outing than the first one. Yeah. I think you're I think you're undermining like 88 Rising's YouTube presence because the thing about Rich Brian and 88 Rising in particular, the way they started out was it was just like this page that was sharing music from uh, from Asian artists, really low key kind of stuff that you'd find on SoundCloud. And uh, all of a sudden, they they started putting out music videos, and then it's become what it has today right. through collaborating with artists like Trippy Red and Ski Mask. So, Idiot Rising has their marketing is is stellar, and the fact that they are in bed with uh, companies like Complex. 
definitely shows you that they're in they're in that mainstream talk. So I think Rich Brian would have still gotten attention had this came out first. And I think what would what this would have added to is he would have shed that whole meme. Yeah. He would have shed the the meme skin a lot sooner. Because I think now when people see this, they're going to be like, oh, that's the that shit guy. And when they, they're going to be like, oh, I'm wanting to hear that banger. And they put right. this on and they're going to be like... Shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh what I what I also got from this right away, which I heard in Yellow, was he was going for kind of a psychedelic feel to the album. Right. And it did make me feel like it it does it does this is an album that you kind of get lost with and there's it I feel like it's taking me through a lot of different places and destinations in Rich Brian's head and he, it's putting me kind of in his headspace when he yeah, potentially was, made these songs. Yeah, and it was kind of like a, I wouldn't say a get-to-know-me album, but the others, you really didn't get to know anything about him. It was more just embracing that trap sound. This remind, this I like that you said get-to-know-me because I would say this album does a good job at, uh, at showing who Rich Brian is, and it really opens you up to the yeah. artist, which I feel like a lot of artists don't do anymore. But do you remember how much, how much attachment we used to have to artists like... Kanye and Tyler. Yeah, I mean, because you, their their albums were really just telling stories. In and you don't life. have to come with that every time, but like no. every good, like every big, like a legendary artist has an album like that. Like Kendrick, Good Kid, Mad City. Right. I mean, all of his albums kind of tell about his life, but as he's grown bigger, it's kind of separate from that. Yeah. Um, but all of them have like that one album where you're like, damn, they're this is who they are, or right. that's how we perceive them. Or it's like you're feeling where their head was in that moment. Right. Which a lot of albums... I mean, albums it, it, like Playboy it, Cardi and and um, Lil Pump, like they're not really the artists to do that. But it's really nice to see artists like Corday and Rich Brian both put out albums that, to me, show where they are in life. Yeah. Especially being 19. It's it's. I mean, me being 24 now, it's really refreshing to see that hope that that optimism that both of these albums have. Right. You know? Yeah, it, you can definitely tell that it's genuine, too. Mm-hmm. It's very genuine. Uh, what were some of your favorite tracks on, on Yellow? Or, I mean, on The Sailor. <laughs> I would say I would say Yellow is really good. I, I gave that a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I, I think that's because it paired with the video. That's a, album, that, that's a song that the video will... They both feed off of each other. Like, you will gain so much more for the song by watching the video. I, I agree. I think the video is very it's very eerie. It's really creepy. It does show the kind of manic state that maybe that song is really supposed to be uh, expressing. And then the whole "Don't fight the feeling because I'm yellow" yeah. is is it was a really clever like play on words. Uh, another song I really liked was "Kids." I thought that that those were both singles, "Yellow" and "Kids." Yeah. Uh, "Kids" really was the video on that talking one was about, very powerful. Yeah, too. he's in Indonesia. Where he's from, filming the video, I thought that was really cool, and it put it shined a lot of light on where he's from and gave me more insight into who he is because yeah. of where he's from. And I made a note that he reps Indonesia genuinely. I think yes. we had a friend in a group text. You want to shout him out, making kind of a, <laughs> making kind of a joke like how Rich Brian and Logic are kind of the same because they both talk about being Asian. No, and, we're not going to tell. Yeah, we're not going to shout so, him out for that one I, because I, I, I don't I, agree. At all. I don't either. And I felt it was genuine from this. Like I, I, I see the joke and I see where it could become a meme. Like yeah, but no, I, I, I personally feel like it was genuine. And I do think that. It's more of a struggle in hip hop being Asian because there's not really 
I mean, how many big Asian artists do you have? Honey, co- honey cocaine <laughs> hasn't been shit since Tyga <laughs> stopped fucking with her. Oh, man. Shout out to Honey Cocaine, though. She had some of the best bars of 2010. I wouldn't say Bitch, that. Bitch, I'm the shit, too? I wouldn't say that. Really? Have his not... She said some fucked up shit? No, I'm just... It, Come on. It was, a little, it was a little fire when it came out. It was fire when it came out. Yeah, when it came out. When it, when came, it out. came out. Shout out to Honey Cocaine. What, what other songs on the, the album? Uh, Drive Safe, I told you I really liked. That was a I slower song. I, I, I fucked with that one because I really do think Rich Brian is good... Is good at singing. And I, I made a, I made a note like that. I said he seems to be able to utilize. I didn't say like a different sound, but a different way of using his voice. And it seems to be effective in every single style that he uses. Like when he sings, when he slows down a rap, when he's rapping a little faster, mm-hmm. he can utilize different sounds and be proficient at them. Definitely, definitely. Like we have some rappers, obviously, like J Cole. It's a very good rapper and can get by with his shitty singing because hey, yeah. I'm a good rapper. It's rapper singing. It's rapper singing. Whereas Rich Brian can really do all of it at pretty high success rate. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would say Rich Brian is more so rapper singing. Yeah. Than truly like. Yeah, like I would I say he has Corday, an incredible voice. Him and Corday are like I, actually Corday's. I would say he might have a better. He can hold the tune more. I would say than Rich Brian because his voice isn't as it's low. not as low. Yeah. So. <laughs> But it, it was good singing nonetheless, and it did provide, like I said, this whole album is very much an atmosphere to it that's really trippy. It's really, it takes you far away from your surroundings. It's it's very nice to just get lost in. And I really, there's only one song that I wasn't a fan of on there, and it was 100 Degrees. Okay. But other than that, I liked, I liked every song I didn't on really there. like, I gave that one a six, and I said I liked the melody. Um, but what really impressed me on that song is he was making like the Diddy references and the 50 references, which I thought was pretty cool because he learned English through, through YouTube. YouTube. So to learn English through a video website and then to use that knowledge that you kind of difficultly learned yeah. to find out about the crap that you're in, I thought was impressive. Like, hey, I, I know enough about these artists to speak on them. And I thought that kind of, he's like, hey, I deserve to be in this place. I, I admire that. I just... The sound of the song just didn't it just didn't get to me, and I think the hook was a little bit weak on that track. See, I wrote, I said that I liked the I liked the hook. I just wasn't a fan of that hook. I don't know. The, the only song that I didn't like was "Slow Down Turbo." Really? Until the switch at yeah. two oh eight, I liked it. Right, and that's at two minutes. And it's eight not. Seconds, it's not one of my from. top songs on there, but I thought the concept was cool at the end. After he just like, and he made more hip hop references in that one too, which, like I said, that's that's hard to learn English like that and just. Let alone be able to rap like this, but to use music and do be successful. I think it helps that he has a lot of older artists around him, yeah, especially Joji. Um, so I think 88 Rising as a whole collective has a genuine respect for hip hop and they are doing it at a high level, yeah, just 88 Rising in general. The what are what are some of your weaknesses? Do you have any weaknesses on the album? No, I think I really like I said hundred hundred degrees was a little bit was was the weakest track on there for me. And at times, at first I I said really the rapping would I would zone out a little bit. But the more I've listened and, to it, the more I enjoy it. And that was kind of parallel to mine. I said that the flow and delivery sometimes can be samey. Yeah, and it, and it causes tracks to run together. Yes. Yeah. So, so at times you might, but you might feel like it's it's running together. But 
and it the fact that it's 44 minutes really keeps it from overstaying its welcome. Yeah. And like I said, the instrumentals on this are such a strength that even if you're not a huge fan of what Rich Bynes is saying, you can still get a lot from the production. But like I said, he's not saying anything super corny. It's just his I mean, delivery. There, there, there weren't any lines no, no. in here. The, but I there wasn't like, like... I didn't feel like a, hash, a lot of bars moments. You and know? I, I think he's still... I don't think he's going to get away from kind of being... Because he is genuinely a funny yeah. guy. He has the one line... I don't remember what song it was in. I wrote it down. Um, where he says, suck on her nipples, bone appetite. I was... That, that's probably the closest <laughs> thing he said to being corny. Yeah. But that was one thing I that's, was kind of worried about. And that's kind of funny, though. And yeah. it's it's like... It, there are some lines that are at that border. That's another... You know? Think pointing back to the understanding of the English language, like right. we were talking about. You said you you can speak Arabic, but you can't read it. Right. Obviously, he knows how to read appetite or <laughs> bon appetit because it's spelled yeah. appetite. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, his own. He, I mean, you you've heard him speak. He has no yeah. accent. Yeah. Like he's. It sounds like he could easily just say, "Oh, I'm from Ohio." Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, he'd probably from Ohio yeah. or some shit like that. No, the biggest thing I took away from this was production quality. Like, um, it, obviously, production it was well stellar. done. Um, his singing stood out to me because we hadn't really heard it before. I mean, I knew we were going to hear it from listening to Yellow. The, the then, ending with Joji, I felt it was good, but there wasn't so much, there wasn't a lot of chemistry. And that's, I, I wanted to ask you about that because you were, you're more into 88 Rising yeah. and Joji than I am. I, I wrote that. He was it was proficient, but I don't feel like it was as good as he can be. Like it's not as yeah. good as I have heard him, and I'm not really a like fan. Right. It it was a little bit and Joji has cleaned up his sound recently, so he is feeling more like a before he had kind of that gritty SoundCloud R and B um kind of vibe, but now I would say he's definitely going for just like very eighties synth pop. Yeah. And um I just didn't really feel like there was a lot of chemistry on them on that last track. I, I think it could have been a, a lot better, but it's not. It's not a bad track. It's just it's one that I would rank lower. Yeah, and always you want to start strong and end strong. Yeah. Um, but another big thing was his growth. Like obviously he dropped the pardon. This is not my moniker, but he dropped the rich chiga moniker. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, obviously he's he's growing up and learned. Like, because I even said when I heard, I was like, I'm not Asian or black, and that's offensive to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a little bit too. Uh, it was a borderline. For like, sure. I, I thought for a while, I was like, how is he getting away with this? Like, Nav got called out. Well, Nav was saying the N word every like two bars. Yeah, but Lil Skies looks white, and he. I'm saying now it's so, yeah, those lines yeah. are so blurred. I don't know. But anymore. for the longest, I was like, "How's he getting away with this?" Yeah, it was very, it's very strange. But it's good that he nipped that in the bud. And, and like that, you said, this that may have been getting him flack at home too. He like, was, he was getting a lot of flack for his name beforehand, and that's why he, he changed it. And again, he's this album, like you said, it shows growth. It shows that he's definitely uh, here to stay for a long term. And I really uh, have a lot of high hopes for his next project. He's getting better and better. I, I did. I, I want. I'm very excited to see where 88 Rising is in like three to five years. Definitely, definitely. They're going to be. They're going to be a force. I think within hip hop, if they can continue building up their artists and also, I think reaching out and growing. Yeah, would be really. They cool. were doing that. What's is it? Is it gospel? The song that he had with X, and there were a bunch of other yeah, members yeah. on Rich Brian and. Um, because they've been the other guys from for a Korea. while. The other guys from Korea, I forget, I forgot his name, but he did that song. Keith Ape. Keith Ape. Yeah, Keith Ape. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I would like to see them reach out to maybe some more like mainstream artists and see what they could do 
Which maybe like I think putting on more Asian artists too. I mean, they've got the those three guys from China. I forgot their name, but they're signing the eighty eight rising. They've got Joji. They've got Rich Brian, and um, I'm sure there's more, but I just can't think of them. Yeah, I mean that 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 would be cool to see. Yeah, because there's really no notable Asian hip. They're going to be a big. They're going to be a big deal. I I can tell you that that's going to be a billion. I I don't know billion, but multi million dollar label. Someday, for sure, for sure. What um, what are you, what were your favorite songs off of this? Um, let's see. And then we'll so, our final thoughts. Rap pa 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 with RZA was brilliant. I said the onomatopoeia is hard in that song. Like if you're doing that, it's hard to make that not corny. Right. Like it's just hard. I, and I gave that a seven out of ten. We already talked about how the RZA feature is huge. Um, that's the song where he says, "Suck on our nipples, call it bon appetit." <laughs> That's right up there with Blueface's Rufus Lyon and Mason Ramsey's Giddy Out My Way. <laughs> no, 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 y'all no, gold, it's y'all a, it's a silver bronze. bronze there. Yeah, 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 y'all are gold it's silver bronze. bronze. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I like that one. I gave Yellow a 10 out of 10. It's awesome. With, with the pairing of the video. If I wouldn't have seen the video and just based off the song, he'd probably be like an 8 or a 9. Cool. I liked Kids. Same thing. The, the video was very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and Confetti. He went stupid yeah. on that track. Yeah, definitely. the synths are unique on that track. Um, he has the line. He said, "You use the internet to hate. I use that shit to change my fate." Right, right. Obviously, talking about how he learned English and blew up. From yeah, learning sure, releasing his music on there. Obviously, we've seen how rich the internet can get you. Yeah, it's great, man. There's there's never been more opportunity uh, to grow and to really put yourself out there on a global scale. So, what are you what are you rating the album? It got a six point nine one. So it says. <laughs> I'm giving this. I'm giving this an eight out of ten. Uh, both. I think. I think this one. I don't know if it'll make my top ten. I really enjoyed it. Maybe if I have more time to sit with it. But it's a. It's a very good album and uh, something that I would recommend to anybody who is who is a fan of R&B or any of eighty eight Rising's artists. If you like Joji, Rich Brian really. It, he did. He definitely did his thing on this one. And this would be one too that I would suggest to somebody that maybe isn't like a huge rap fan, because there was a lot of music within the the instrumentals. Absolutely, absolutely. Anything well, else about Rich Brian? No, definitely well, excited for the next one. Me too. Me too. And I hope I hope we get it sooner rather than later. But when we come back, we're going to talk about YBN Cordae's Lost Boy. Yes, sir. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Hooks Lines and Hip Hop. We really appreciate the support. If you are listening on an Apple device, please rate and review the episode. This helps us grow. It also shows us how we can better serve you guys. Also, don't forget that we are on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Hit us up with questions, comments, even criticism. Once again, that's HLHPO. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, before we get into Lost Boys, we're going to talk about what you're rocking today. Yeah. Jake, what you rocking, bro? Uh, no shoes today because I haven't really left the house. We call those we call those the hippie fives. That's right. Because you got five toes. Yeah. You're wearing your hippie fives right now. No, and the hippie down. fives are the Birkenstocks. Well, those are the hippie twos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's the ugliest Jordan. I really, I, I bought a pair and I was looking down at my feet today. <laughs> I, I, you I had to run yourself? out this morning, like before I got ready and showered. So I'm like driving. I looked at my feet. I was like, Jesus Christ! Am I driving like a Volkswagen? You're like, Ew. like I feel like I'm in a vet. Ugh. Did you have granola in your pocket? Yes, and weed. 
Yeah. <laughs> you were ready. Yeah. You were ready to seize the Fresh day. off of Woodstock. Um, I've uh, had to go clean a pool this morning, guys, and um, I have on I have on my Asics these Kiger the Kiger Gel Fives, I think they're called. Uh, I fucked up the name. I'm sorry. You guys can roast me, but uh, I've been running in these. Very good running shoes. I just bought a pair of Asics yesterday. So you did on finish line. Forty bucks. Good, good deal, dude. Yeah, good deal. So You're gonna I'll like see them. if I like them. And then I I sent this to Jake. I got the same. He sent me the image. I did not look these up. You didn't send me a link. And it was right? a, it was a screenshot. It was a screenshot. You did not send me a link. And then lo and behold, at around midnight, I text Jake and I was like, "Hey, dude, look what fucking popped up on my Instagram." The picture of the same exact shoes. It was a different colorway, but the same exact shoes. Same shoe though. Yeah. Same. You same, got them same. from finish line, yeah, right? Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Fucking spooky. Yeah. It's just the algorithm, guys. The algorithm's just really good at predicting what you're doing. Yep. My eyes open. My eyes open, guys. Stay woke. Stay woke out here in these streets. Um, yeah. So, no shoes. Denim. Just a classic Nike tee. Where are the cars, dude? Bring those back. I still got them. How many do you have? Like we need 10. to buy like fifteen. I have a lot. I'm gonna get you like five for Christmas. Like I would really like if I had just a like closet of just yeah. like solid colored t-shirts. That's all I would wear. That's all. That's all I really like to wear now. Yeah. You know. You see, like I think the older you get, the less you like like big ass brands. Yeah. You know. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I don't want anything obnoxious. Me. Like the X t-shirt is big. The Marilyn Manson one is big. But dude. Okay, I did. Buy, <laughs> I'm not wearing graphic tees. I bought. I did buy a Marilyn Manson graphic tee, and it says "Sex is Dead" on the back. Yeah. I think we so I about can't it. wait to wear that. And then just like girls be like, well, it's, I can. Little, it's different. Like but I'm saying, like just yeah. like you know, so like Hollister, you just have right. this big just shit across the front. Big guys, Pelican. I'm not about that. Like even well, the shirts from Zoomies. You ever notice the Pelican had had on like it was like always like um, really skinny. It's and, a seagull. It's as a seagull. I despise who I was, but I, <laughs> that was still me, and it was a seagull. When Jake would when Jake would wear Hollister. I would tell him that he smelled like surfer ass, and then he switched to Abercrombie, and I told him he smelled like moose ass. <laughs> Low-key, that was the best aspect of those stores. Yo, Abercrombie's uh, cologne back in the day, if a girl smelled Abercrombie on you, you were winning. Yeah. You know? And to finish the fit, I'm in love with my city, bitch, I sleep in my hat. <laughs> Shout out to a good Chance Bar. Got on the Greenville Drive hat. Speaking of Chance the Rapper, I do have to clear up something that I said because I made a comparison. I said, this is how I felt about Yeezus. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say that <laughs> the big day will never yeah. be in the same sentence with Yeezus after that sentence right there. So, I, I also would like... Booty hole. Can we get that as a button? Booty hole. I would also like to say that I was very lenient on the Chance album, and I'm not going to change my score, but I will say I think I was bugging. And um, I rated it a little higher than I uh, than I probably felt, but the reason why is because I think Chance, the, the moments that stood out for me did make me have did make me feel more lenient towards the album. So I'm not going back on what I say, but it's not going to age well. No. And also, I really hope that Chance comes out and talks about it. Did you see the Zane Lowe interview? Nope. I I can't believe I actually watched the whole Zane Lowe interview. And you know what I'll say? He's toned it down a little bit. Maybe he listens to hooks, lines, and hip hop. Um, Doubt it. But Dick Ryder. But um, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Okay. okay. Nowhere should those two albums no. ever be in a sense. I'm with together. you. And he did talk about his wife too much. 
I will. Oh, I love my wife. Did you see that on Instagram? Oh, I love my wife. Did you see the Patrick? The Patrick Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jesus! That all right? I'm. That's it. So let's talk about why the Encore Day. Also, wait, just a brief shout out to Lil Nas X. Oh yeah, he he did, he did the get the number one song. He broke yeah. the record, and America sadder for it. Yeah, but. At least we got some good remixes out of that. A a good remix. Two. You what two? The old the one with Billy Ray Cyrus and then the one oh. with all of them. I mean the one with all of them, obviously. Like that's just enough. Of, that's Ratty. enough of Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's enough. Why be in Cordae, the superior Chicago rapper right now? <laughs> if we're comparing albums on those dates, this is this is the superior album to come out of Chicago. <laughs> you, you just like tore chance that you were like the superior. Chicago rapper, not not the better uh, oh, album. I gave him. A, I already gave him a shout. Let's I, be real. I, I, I if Corday and Chance had to go bar for bar, Corday would be no live, and he would be spit out. Mm. Uh, think about it. He would be eaten alive. Maybe we haven't seen him freestyle enough. I'm just saying that Chance, to me, the way he raps just comes off as like this ability to just keep going, kind of like an Energizer Bunny. Yeah, but who's? It's not Eight Mile, bro. It could be. No. Wait, wait, wait. Imagine them in the middle of, like, Chicago, like, in front of the bean. They would get like beat rapping. the fuck up in the middle of Chicago, <laughs> even though they're from there. If they were up there, like, up there rapping, no. somebody would be... Chance is good in this city. So is Corday. Yeah. I feel like either one of them... Corday's album, let's jump into it. Let's, not, yeah. let's stop beating, beating around the We'll bottom. talk about Chance Rapping. YBN Corday, for those of you who don't know, YBN... Another prominent YBN is YBN Namir. Yeah, who, and then they have YBN Almighty J. Right. Which is what? Almighty J was he? It's the offset of the, or sorry, the takeoff of the YBN crew. I Bro, there's some Almighty J fans. I know some. Yeah. Just like there are some hooks, lines of hip hop fans. It's fine. They, I, if, if we lose the Almighty J fan, <laughs> if we the lose other? the Almighty J fan listener, I'm fine by it. No, 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 no. I need you guys all here. I need you guys all here. But shout out to YBN. The reason why they, the reason why I think they're such so interesting is they're young guys. And they're they're, they're lyrical as fuck though. And not only that, they YBN Namir I would say is a bit more. I wouldn't on say the they're all side. lyrical. Almighty J, no, but YBN Namir, yes. Yeah. YBN Corday, absolutely. They're just they have a artist in kind of these subsets of hip hop that are all doing well. Like in, like you said in the trap sphere. YBN Namir is popping. Right. YBN Corday is kind of lead, he even mentions it like he wants to lead the renaissance of rap. Okay. Like kind sure. of br- bring sure. bringing this type of lyricism back and blending it with trap. He wants to sign the Dreamville. We get it. Keep going, dude. That would that would be fire. Could you imagine him and Jid on a track? Him and Jid would be really good, and him and Earth Gang would be yeah. very cool too. That, that that would be a huge huge deal. Definitely. Um, no, I, I think they have. They're doing well with what they're doing. To me, Corday's the standout. also. They've they've gotten really big looks in a short amount of time. Both yeah. Namir and Corday. Well, YBN Corday was on this year's freshman list, and YBN Namir was on last year's list. So, Corday, I think, is getting a little bit more from. It's his oh, time right now. Yeah. YBN I mean, Namir. I mean, he was quiet in 2018. To get a production credit from Jake Cole was pretty big at 19 years old. Definitely. Well, also. I mean, it's also not because why our J. Cole has been open about wanting to mess with younger artists. Right. So I think 
J. Cole is actively reaching out and to these artists. I think Corday is very like J. Cole-esque. Very in that same The way. whole time I was listening to this, the first listen through, I was a bit worried because I felt at first it was almost too much like J. Cole. And too much like even certain songs I heard a, a lot of Anderson Pack. Oh, a lot of Chance the Rapper yes. and like the singing Vic Mensa, which is cool to me because they're both from Chicago. That makes me think that that's a to. regional thing. Yeah, doesn't it? Because because they all th- that even um. Do you remember what's his name? Purple something, not Smoke Perp. He was on Joey Joey Perp. I think that's his name. Hang on, I'm gonna pull this up. I know a Joey Trap. Um, no, it, it was it was a very Chicago album. He has ties to what where I heard influence from Vic Mensa, Chance the Rapper, Kanye West, especially. Um, yeah, Joey Perp. Yeah, who was on Save Money? Okay. Yeah, he also kind of sounds like him. the The third track, the Sweet Sweet Lord skit, mm-hmm. that was so Kanye of Corday to do because in um, Kanye has the I'll Fly Away, the gospel song. Right. One glad morning. Right, and that he interpolated what he rapped about in the first, the track above it, and that's exactly what Corday did, talking about. That's did you see the video of how that that song came about? Mm-mm. I'm gonna pull the, I'm just gonna pull the track up and play it, just a little clip so they can hear it. Yeah. Um, Where's the? Oh, not this. Sorry, sorry. This one. What's his grandmother? Oh, the way he mixed her in there. This is this was a video. He recorded this. It was just. I don't know if it was meant to be a song. He put up a video. He's just sitting in his grandmother's house, and he's snapping with her, and she's back there singing this song. So I don't know if like after he died, like he held that video to himself and said, "Yeah, grandma died." Yeah. and after that, said I'm gonna make this. Well, into maybe a song. you just felt but like the, it was a good skit. Yeah, the video made it. Like it was. I was like, wait, wait a second. Did he actually? And it's the same audio from the video, so that's pretty yeah, cool. That is cool. Uh, but yeah, the Sweet Lord thing, same thing. Like the All Fly Away thing, big gospel influence. Which there's been a lot of gospel music come out of Chicago. Definitely. What I will what I will critique about that is, I, I don't think you need to always go to gospel to make a positive album. You know what I mean? Right. I think there is this, like, too much of leaning on old gospel sound to to emit a positive message, which Corday could put out, uh, like, put a beat out, like, something like Broke as Fuck, yeah. and come out with something just as positive, but I think would be a little bit punchier. Yeah, and he did do that very well on Broke as Fuck, because I made, I, I was, when I listened to it, I, heard, I thought the, the song switched, because the beat changes drastically towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very cool to have like a very trap heavy sound where he is saying a lot about his. It's just your typical like come up story, yeah. and then it switches. And he, he did that to make y'all trap heads actually listen. Mm-hmm. It was uh, there's a, I mean the fact that shout out to Mikel, but the fact that somebody who like Mikel who who really does listen to more I would say like Young Thug. Yeah, Mikel's a trap head. Yeah, Mikel 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 just you know. He, Loves trap shout out to you, bro. He listened. He's all about Juice World and and Thugger. Yeah, all that shit. All that shit. But he told me he was like, 
This album is better than Chance. Oh. Chance's album. But he hadn't even listened that. to Chance's album yet, but he goes, no, I just know. <laughs> I think anybody could say that. And also... Even Chance's wife. <laughs> she goes, why couldn't you put out Lost Boys for me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, another thing I want to comment on was the cover art for this album. Yes. It's very interesting. Uh, chose Corday at a crossroads, which a lot of people, I think, at 19 or 18, if you're even younger listening to this in your teen teen years, uh, there is really this, this the path that we choose will define us later. Yeah. And he is he's exemplifying that by having all the death on the right path and then the rose uh, going straight. And it... Looks like he hasn't picked, but you can tell that he is already leaning towards the better path of the two. And he does talk about a lot of the death that he sees yeah, in Chicago. And that's and how he, that's a real these are real life things that you're hearing about. Right. And also, I mean, it's known that a lot of so unprofessional. Yeah. It's okay. It happens. Um, but the the main thing about the main thing about this album was Corday, he's he definitely showed his versatility, and he also showed his uh, his ability to to paint a picture of where he's from in a very effective way. Yeah. When um, I first started listening to it, the first listen, the production was very. It, I was like, oh, and the, laid my, back. My, well, it was laid back, and my fear, and it's kind of an industry fear with like more lyrical rappers. Sometimes the production is just too generic and it sounds same. Like Nas, we kind of touched on that. Like, obviously Nas is the legend, but his production is always so similar. Mm-hmm. And it, you're like, okay, I've heard this Nas song before. And you miss a lot of what he's actually saying because... Ebro, Ebro made a point about this. And if you guys don't know, Ebro Darden is a legend in radio. He's yes. a Hot 97 DJ and he's on Beats 1 as well. But uh, I think he had on... He had on an artist at the time, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he was talking to him and he said, the problem I have with you lyrical guys is, you guys can come out with really great lyrics. I'm not worried about that, but can you make good songs? Yeah. And YBM Corday, like you, I was like, okay, he's lyrical. I know what these albums sound like, and there's just this tendency that I'm not going to go back to it yeah. as much. But much like, much like Kendrick, I think Corday could... Honestly, and this is me being maybe I'm a little bit short sighted or maybe I'm tripping right now, but from what Corday is presenting, he has the potential to surpass somebody like Jake Cole in yeah, regards the to popularity. Yeah, because it took Jake Cole a while to blow up. Right. Corday's done it at 19 and showing glimpses of being at that level. And of let's peers. and let's be honest, Jake Cole not not necessarily somebody who always comes out with the most catchy songs. It really is more so the package of the album, or more so the uh, the message. Yeah. See, although you, although he's getting better at coming out with hotter tracks, thanks to Jid. I think since yeah. Jid has signed on, there there's something different it's, in the song. It's funny you looked at it like that. So see, I didn't I didn't I didn't want to get ahead of myself. Like I am very encouraged by this album. Right. There's, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it. I don't either. But. I wasn't thinking like, okay, he could be as good or better than J. Cole. What I was thinking like, okay, I, I really I really like this, but the climate that we are in music, he may end up kind of like an Earl, where you're no. super lyrical, you have a niche fan base, but not everybody is down or like Earl's top ten. Earl is alienating on purpose though. Like yeah. you go listen to go listen to I don't like shit, I don't go outside, dude. You you're gonna be like 
oh my god, like the weight of just angst that I feel about towards the world now is totally different. What I mean is you have that much talent, but you're not really like a superstar. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that was the lane. Like I kind of pictured like, okay, I don't think Corday is going to be bopping, but he has the potential to. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that you you think that he'd be as good or better than... And you know I'm not a huge... I wasn't a huge fan of Corday going into this, and this is not me saying this album is a 10. This is not me saying that he's better than J. Cole right now, but what I'm saying is, based on his structure his understanding of songs and his ability to really convey like like Thanksgiving when you listen to that song it's incredibly warm it's inviting it does make you feel like and he's, Thanksgiving and he's still saying some shit too like mm-hmm. and I, I, I said it's so sad that people are going to blow past the line where he's like he's talking about how he's so happy it's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. but he doesn't know if he'll make it to Christmas right like that's a real life fear in Chicago definitely like it some people, like, if you hear that, be like, oh, here we go. Another rapper should have made it past 25 line. Like, right. here we go again. But that's a real fear in Chicago. Definitely. Like, obviously, if I'm in here making a rap talking about how I could get killed tomorrow, yeah, I, somebody could drive by and, and shoot me tomorrow. But that's extremely rare where we are. Right. In Chicago, Probably that's be like, an accident, too. Nobody's, like, actively targeting. I was shooting that deer. <laughs> Sharp. My bad. But what, what I'm saying is that's a, I mean, that's a daily occurrence. Yes. But also Corday, I think is is removed from that now. But now it's not, and it's also I've said this too. I mean, acting and rapping are similar. To me, if just because you didn't live that life doesn't mean you shouldn't be allowed to rap about he's, it. He's he's rapping about how he witnessed his it. environment. Yeah, and that's the thing. Corday clearly he is somebody who observed his environment. And is able to portray this message of this is where I came from. This is why I don't want to continue living this way, and see or or live this way. Period. You know. And I think too um, taking the whole studio with me. With Corday, like seeing that environment, like you don't have a lot of choices when you live that way. And I th- when you were talking about that, uh, something just popped into my head. Did you ever watch the show Shameless? You know, that show took yeah, place I've heard in, of it, but I didn't. It took place in Chicago, and like all those kids were just hellions. They were getting into like some real shit, right? And one of one of the kids was like super into school, and that's what he did. I mean, he was always at school, right? And he was learning, and that's how he stayed out of the trouble. The trouble, and I think that's kind of how Cord like he seems like he was very removed from what was going on, but he is very willing and open to talk about what he witnessed around him. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to like about Corday and this album in particular, it definitely surpassed my expectations. Some of really his, I mean, the co- the features he got were really big. And he utilized them extremely, extremely well. Uh, I think Meek Mill's feature was I, honestly my favorite. Well, that's, I, I, I would put them in order because okay. the ones that were on here, I liked all of them. Right. And I liked, I mean, I, and I'm an active listener to all of them, but one. Right. Um, Our, Meek Mill. Aaron Ray. Yeah. So, Meek Mill, I said, was the best feature. Pusha T's. Oh, you thought Meek Mill also? Yes. He just did. And we're not big Meek Mill fans. And I'm not a fan of Meek Mill's album. Yeah, man, me too. And he's he's still in that upper register. But not as just like annoying and gimmicky as it was. Before. I don't know if if they were in the studio together for this, it could have been. I don't think in. so. The mic, the mic, the he sound was, was, he was, mad, he was mixed. He was mixed different. But I yeah. like that Corday. He kind of had the line. He said, "I I heard 
Meek's verse had to let him do it. Or I heard Meek's hook had to let him do it twice. Right. Um, so they, they seem to have some sort of chemistry, like they they were referencing each other. Uh, or, sorry, Corday referenced Meek. But, yeah, that was the best one. Right. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign, I think... I don't even really remember his feature that much on Way Back Home, and I, put, I don't think he was really necessary no, for that track. I put him under Anderson Pack, so it was me, Pusha T, Anderson Pack, Ty Dolla Sign, Aaron Ray, and then Chance the Rapper. And I think the Chance the Rapper one, it, his feature was very good. It grew on me, but I didn't like it when it it's been out for a couple a weeks, and I've already listened to it, so it was just kind of old to yeah. me. Uh, but yeah, the the features were utilized perfect. Features were done really well. Pusha T always coming. That's with, big respect too. I mean, that's kind yeah. of parallel to the RZA. Right, like I mean, Pusha T's—that's his big cosign yeah. on here. But Chance is Chance is a big cosign too, and honestly, so is so is uh, Meek Mill, especially where with the way Meek's the way Meek's going nowadays. Yeah. Uh what? I mean, that's some big. Like, yeah, obviously, RZA's huge for yeah for Rich Brian, right? But that's a lot of big. I mean, Meek Mill. Legend in his own right, Pusha T. Legend in his own right, and this makes sense. He is signed to Atlantic, which I didn't know. Yeah, they about. have reach. The Atlantic is the biggest label right now. I mean, pretty much everybody, all those, all those, you know, those gimmicky Instagram rappers, yeah, like Jumex, all signed to Atlantic. Yeah, it, you know, Bad Baby signed to Atlantic. Um, there's, there's, a, there's been a lot in the past that have that have signed deals with Atlantic. They are trying to get everybody now. It's very crazy. How much money they're putting into it, but obviously they—that's no shade. Obviously, I mean, still well a great album. Like they knew, hey, if we put money into this, it's gonna reap rewards, and I right. think it is. And I think he uh, he did very well numbers wise. Yes, he did. Um, another big thing we already kind of talked about the Chicago theme, but I, I think he did well with doing that and without kind of being preaching overtly. Like I love Chicago, but there were with, I love my city. <laughs> With with chance, I heard chance in the vocal inflection a lot. Um, the subject matter too, like early chance, like ten day, because it's very similar. They're yes. talking about this, what they were seeing around them. Ten day is really the one that I felt it referenced the yeah. most as well. Um, and they were both probably about the same age. Chance was a little bit younger yeah. when ten day came out, but yeah, he was still in high school. Right. Um, I, Kanye in the skits and the gospel influence. And Kanye's always done well with using the gospel influence, but not too much. Life of, like Pablo Life of Pablo really used was, it a lot. Yeah. I'm talking about like early, like when he was like really sample heavy. I would just like to see new new styles of of music being used. Like I think Gold Link is a perfect example yeah. of somebody who's who's he's utilizing like dance dance hip hop, like dance pop. Very strange, but also he's not really somebody who talks about violence. He's yeah. more like an uplifting artist. So I think Corday could if he could branch out more. From the boom bap and the gospel, yep. I would like to see a little bit more experimentation. Because, like I said, this album was—he's in his comfort zone. Yeah, and I think I think the next one, I think we may see some more experimentation because he's a young artist, and I think yeah. he's going to get some other young artists willing to work with him now over this. Uh, he's got a big name, and with the 2019 freshman list too, you know. So the the uh, the last one that our last Chicago artist that I really heard influence from was B.J. the Chicago Kid. On mm-hmm. on thousand words. I know I done some things that yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was kind of shocked. I don't. I do know that BJ the Chicago Kid just put out an album. Like, he did in the last week. So maybe they were too like, but I, I they would have good chemistry on a track like with BJ BJ singing and Corday's rapping. Um, he could, Corday. The thing about his style is, I feel like he could he would do very well with, with any anybody. older rappers, even especially any older like Common Nas. Yeah, yeah, and newer too. But but there's not a lot of new artists that I would want paired with older artists. Yeah, that's where I think actually Corday has a lot more versatility than a lot of these younger guys. In, in, to speak to that, Anderson Pack, Alexa. How old is Anderson Pack? 39, I think. This might answer your question. Anderson, South Carolina was founded in 1833. <laughs> hey, Did that answer your question? Hey Siri, how old is Anderson Pack? Anderson Pack is 33 years old. Apple wins again. Yeah. 33. Okay, I thought he was a little bit older. That's a big age gap. Yeah. And yeah. the, if, I don't know, did you watch the Fallon performance where they did RNP together on Jimmy mm. Fallon? They had a lot of chemistry on stage. And you could tell they had a lot of chemistry in the track, too. Also, Anderson Pack live is, performance is crazy. He is, he is incredible. Um, what, what did you, when you first listened to that track, you said that you didn't really think there was going to be replay value. Right. Because it felt like a concept album, a concept song to me. The way they played off of each other. Yeah. It just it was it's a good song. It's just I like not features one that like I that. go back to. Like when they're like going back and forth, mm-hmm. that it, that just shows like hey they they put something into this rather than here's a flash drive right. with my verse. Here's your fifty thousand dollars. It's a little gimmicky to me. That's all I would say. Okay, I, I'm not I'm not mad at it, and I it sounded it sounded good. It just felt like I, this has been done before. Yeah, which that's not that's not a bad thing. But I again I for Corday I would like to see more. Boundaries being pushed, but it is very early in his career, and this is his first album. But clearly, like I said to you guys, I can see him surpassing J. Cole, so I do have very high expectations for him. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what comes next. Definitely. What was some of your favorite tracks? Uh, Wintertime, Thanksgiving, um, song with uh, Pusha T. What was that one? Nightmares Night- Are Real. Nightmares Are Real. Broke as Fuck is really good. And, that, uh, Nightmares, make it. Nightmares Are and Real. And Lost and Found. Lost and found. Lost that. and found. Yeah. He's, he, he, that's the song he has the line on. Um, he said, "Studio time led to Louis Vuitton." Yeah. What it, the fuck? That's what I said in the car. Like I'm driving. I'm like, <laughs> I said, "What the fuck?" And then when he called out Gucci for being like a ghetto brand now, yeah. I thought that was very eye opening. When he's when he, I had the same feeling when like late text, late text, late text, <laughs> Lil Wayne line. I was like, right. Jesus, who <laughs> thinks of this? Right. Um, no, so Lost and Found, I like that track a lot. That made, I think that one made my 2019 list. Nightmares Are Real is the only track I had criticism for. I could have done without the crooning. Okay. It, and that was the only thing. I like Pusha T's feature a lot. Pusha T's feature was very anytime, good. Anytime, anytime the way, Pusha T, Earl, Tyler, those are three artists that anytime they're featured, I'm going to be like, I'm not mad at this. You know, mm, pretty much almost every time. I've heard a bad Earl feature. Yeah, you have, because you didn't like the wife and... Or not my friend Lucci that one. No, the the one that stands out to me, I think, was the um, I can't. He's got Danny Brown on it. Are you kidding me? The, the one with Kendrick. Kendrick? Yeah, I, you didn't like that song. I like the song. Oh. Earl's part was, was mastered. I know that me. that song that was on um, Danny Brown's album. But I like Lost and Found a lot. Um, the Grandma's House skit. The song he's talking about is really dope. Yeah, yeah. That song's uh, awesome. A thousand words. Broke as fuck. Booba banger. Yeah. 
Um, Definitely. Day Trip, the producer that produced that, is cashing out right now because he had a bunch of stuff on Lil Nas X's. <laughs> oh, nice. He's the one who says, uh, Day Trip, check out the check or something. Right. I, who knows what the fuck they're saying? I know. I took me forever to to get all the tags. DJ Mustards. Oh, yeah. Oh. But RP, I liked it a lot. Thanksgiving, Have Mercy, Wintertime. Have Mercy's really good too. Uh, there's a, it, this is another one where there's not a lot of skips for me here, and it did exceed my expectations. Yeah, and I do have very high hopes. It got a it got a seven point eight six for me. So you should give it an eight. It, it got an eight. It got an eight. Yeah. yeah, I would give this one an eight as well. Like I said, both of these albums I enjoyed very much. Uh, I'm not leaning towards either one really. You know, I, I would say I, I enjoyed them both equally for different reasons. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I've, I've already spoken about Corday very highly yeah. leading up to this album. So obviously, I, this one is going to stick out to me more than Rich Brian's. A respect, but both of them definitely deserve a listen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, check both these albums out. It's, it's very rare that I enjoy two albums equally, you know. Yeah. Usually, I feel like there's one better than the other, but not this time. So shout out to them. Which, so what was your rating? I give it an eight. Okay. I give it an eight as well, definitely. What you spending? Really, it's just been those two albums. Yeah. Because with a lot, of the majority of the albums we've reviewed this year, pretty easily digestible. It's been a lot of trap, kind of. I don't want to say meaningless, but not a lot of subject matter to to think about. You get this it through one time. Yeah, this you had a lot to digest. So I've been listening to that a lot. Obviously. Drake's care package. There's a, like seven seven tracks off of that that I liked. Um, yeah, I've been listening to Drake's care package. Just this little classic. If you guys don't remember this one. Can can Travis Scott do one of these, please? I don't know. God, this song is crazy. I would. You underestimate it. Imagine if Travis dropped an album like this, like all the singles that got leaked. Put like a team on it. If he would, all those leaks, and I try and find, Travis has some of the best unreleased music ever, oh, yeah. I would Hooch, say. Hooch, A-Team, I mean, A-Team is released. No, no, Hooch but. was technically released, too, because he put it on Apple Radio, on the on whatever the fuck that is. But I guess that one counts. So I've been listening to the Care Package, uh, I've been listening to NF, The Search, I'm with you, I'm not feeling it. I, I, I thought just, maybe... Listen, I, there's... There's too many NF fans. This is a very Bible Belt area. Yeah. I just, I don't want to speak on it because... He's not religious, though, I will say. Like, I know he's, he's a he's, Christian he's rapper. He's a Christian rapper. But and he's, he's not... Moved, he kind of went, like, the, the Lecrae route. Like, right. now after he... I don't know if it's this, but a lot of just knowing... I mean, I, a knowing, lot of fans who are... A lot of friends on Knowing the people that I know that listen to NF, there's like a big kind of I know who you're controversy. <laughs> no, these, this is just, I know a lot of people that listen yeah. to Christian rap. There's a lot of criticism like, oh, so now you've got a little bit of clout and you left the Lord. But he's kind of thing. been, I, he had he tracks had last year that have been, and he said, I don't really know what a Christian rapper is. I, I, he, I would just say he makes like, Uplifting. he makes Eminem light motivational yeah. music. It's yeah. It's really cool because... He is talented. I will say that. Yeah. If you're afraid of black people, this is the album for you. You know, where it's just like... So this is what's getting played at the Klan rallies? Yes, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Chill, dude. Not like that. No, not racist. Just, you know, just like... If if you're somebody who thinks like... Oh, no. Uh, Playboy Cardi's too violent. You could like listen to... Or, or, you know, or Lil Wayne's too much. 
You could put on like an NF album and you'd be like, oh, this is this is what I'm talking about, you know? Okay, I'm. A- he just to me is just like. He's rap for white people. Right. He's so, very I'm much sorry, that. You're, you're right. Eminem gets played at the Klan rallies. <laughs> That's a truth somewhere. I don't know who the fuck they're playing at Klan rallies. Probably some sort of heavy metal that we haven't heard of. No one's. What's heavy metal in 2019? <laughs> Fair. Um, well, also, that's, there's one single I want to talk about do you, now, that, now that Mikel has converted me to... Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. Before, before we move on, do you... Have you listened to this to this Willow? I listened one album? one time through. I liked it a lot. I just haven't like been in the mood to go back and listen to it. Do you think maybe we should give it a review? Yeah. Okay. Maybe the next review will be Willow's because a lot of people have been asking me my opinion on it, and um, I do want to listen to it, but uh, it's a little bit slower than her last album, and I liked her last album a lot. It was more almost like pop, but I think she took it off. Was it the first? I think it, maybe it was the first, but that was really good. And she. Um, yeah, I liked it from the first listen. Yeah. So maybe we'll review that one next. That would be really cool. This song is called Capo by NLE Choppa. All right. I'm going to skip through his screaming. The hook. He calls out Bobby Schmurda, too. I don't know why, but it is so catchy to me. But the thing is, the the, the biggest takeaway from this, mm-hmm. I sent it. I sent it to you. I don't know if you listened to it, but my cat. I underneath, I said, I fuck with this a lot, but this will probably use to can be or be used yeah. in a attempt to convict him in the future. Maybe. Like he's just talking about like like learn from six nine people. The shit you're talking about is gonna get you a real. But life also, case. it's like how did they get so viral because yeah. of how they were talking? about I get it. You know. No. So that song's called Capo yeah. by Anneli Chapa. So mm-hmm. shout out to him. He's been dropping some big singles. I don't know if I could stand the Anneli Chapa album. He's got, he's got a good flow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's, he had the, I mean, Shot of Flow was a big one. Then he had the remix that Blueface hopped on, and then this one. Yeah. Um, anything oh. else? Uh, well, I was gonna say Black Youngs had dropped an album. <laughs> I've been I listened to a lot of the like dedication albums and all the old Lil Wayne mixtapes. Uh, I went. Got I've been going Dat back Piff. and listening to. Um, I went back on Dat Piff too. It's funny that you say that. I've been listening to a lot. Oh man! Like um, if you go to like the platinum, that like yeah. going back and listening to some of like the double platinum mixtapes. I still have. I have stuff downloaded that I saved. <laughs> I see Lil B up there. <laughs> Lil B's Platinum Flame. Uh, OJ the Juice Man's on here. Oh, there's a somebody uh, mixed Sade's vocals with uh, MF Doom. Um, beats and this one's meat grinder. Pretty short. There's just a lot. I think I guess it's just a mix of Sade's beats and MF Doom's yeah. lyrics, and sometimes like MF Doom and Sade. But it, that was really cool, and um, a lot of old X, Mac Miller, been very. Just yeah, back. swimming came out uh, a year ago. Year, a year ago yesterday. Same with Astro World. Wow, yeah. both. I mean, swimming is not my favorite, but 
I liked it a lot. I've I've appreciated it more because yeah. it's gone on. Definitely shows you some some of that like headspace that he was in. Yeah, uh-huh. and that that song that that single that he put out where he's in the box. Yeah, that well that's the, that's the album cover right of him sitting in the box. Oh okay. Um, rest in peace. To yeah, Matt rest Miller. in peace. On a lighter note, Astro World too, another big album, bigger. Still um, one of obviously Mac Miller's death. Hell, I, I know it's sad that this is true, but it yeah. happened with X. He got a big bump in streaming for that album after his death. But Astro World was gigantic. Yeah. Um, Travis is in a different look at, lane. Look at what he did in a year: two sold out U.S. tours, a sold out world tour, like two three, sh- shoe, like three releases. shoes releases. Yeah, Travis Killing is a beast. It. He's Killing a beast it. of a person. He's got a daughter now. Killing it and somehow not falling for the Kardashian curse as of yet. No, he's got a kid with her. You know, it would, maybe the Kardashian curse is a little over now that they're billionaires. Yeah, you know, they're like, well, we already messed up Lamar Odom's life. That was enough. Yeah, <laughs> I hope Lamar Odom's okay. Yikes! God dang. Him and Reggie Bush. Mm. Reggie Bush, I hope's okay. I think he's okay. He he smashed Kim before it even mattered. Shout out to Reggie Bush, huh? Speaking of Reggie Bush, my mom was actually in an elevator with Reggie Bush and Drew Brees and had no clue. Who were. <laughs> I no clue. This. And she told me, and I was like, no, that had to be the New Orleans Saints that you were in that hotel with. <laughs> and I showed her, she was like, it was a, a guy, white guy with like dusty brown hair. And she said like a, a black guy that was a little bit shorter than him. And I said, I said, and she was like, and I was like, was he good looking? Because Reggie Bush is like, yeah, he's a handsome nice, dude. Look, nice looking dude. So I, and she was like, yeah, and I showed her pictures. She's like, yeah, that was them. <laughs> Face palm. Like two of the biggest football players of all time. Okay. Just in the elevator. Easy with Reggie Bush all time. Big, big was, running back. He was big. For he broke players. a lot of records. Yeah, he was fast as fuck. Drew Brees is the yeah. That's the that's a one of the biggest quarterbacks of yeah. all time. Definitely. But, but they're both big names. Shout out to your mom. What you got? Anything for a good note? Yeah, man. I think I think what I for the good note, guys. I want you to remember the word balance. Just remember the word balance and everything in life is about balance. And there's going to be times where everything feels like it's going to absolute shit. But there is always going to be this return to normal. That life is very much on a pendulum of just ups and downs. And it's about not getting too bogged down during the down times and not getting too happy during those up times. And just always being ready for what's coming next. Yeah. So really it is just a reminder that if your life sucks right now, it's not going to suck forever. If your life's really good right now, enjoy it and just always be prepared for potential downturn. Because I'm up right now and you're stuck right now. Yeah. Exactly. 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 That's how pretty much we summed it up. Also, I realized I was a fuckboy for liking Drake for something. I'll I'll add on to that. Um, Live in the moment, like the now. Because, bro, aliens are coming, robots are coming, asteroids are coming. I've been watching like a lot of science shit. And now, like, my perspective of the world is completely different. It's open, huh? I wouldn't no. I wouldn't necessarily say it's still it was a little open. closed. I, I wouldn't call it closed. It's open, but I wish I didn't sleep open in your that eyes. wide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't see how well, I've been on this like Epstein. Yeah, I've read all about it too. It's it's fucking wild. But I'm I'm talking about I watched I finished watching that documentary on Netflix that Will Smith did the One Strange Rock where he's talking about the Earth from the right. perspective of astronauts and astronauts are talking about like. You guys don't see, like, the rocks and debris that hit the Earth every day. Yeah. Like, there are so many, like, near misses that happen. And obviously, like, if that happened, just like the dinosaurs... Everything would just end. Yeah, it would just end, like, probably pretty quick, hopefully. 
Who knows? <laughs> but it's good. It's spooky. Yeah, spooky is the word. So yeah, I wish I wouldn't have opened my mind that much. Yeah. Yeah. Just like conspiracy theories. It's hard to read about those. You have to find a spot where you're like, I need to stop. I've been out. I swear, dude. I was like in my house alone looking at conspiracy theories all Friday and Saturday. Like I was just holed up. And I just like, all you guys will see me. And I'm like, I haven't bathed. And I'm just like, I think the government's after me. <laughs> I freak remember, myself out. Do you remember I love the episode it. of Family Guy where Quagmire discovers internet porn. And he comes out with his arm all jacked. So that's what Hakeem would look like, minus like the buff arms. He would just look like crusty and like Tom Hanks castaway-ish. I'm like, I'm like, my eyes were like this wide open. There were like shitload of bags, and Jake's like, "You okay, dude?" And I'm like, "Have you heard about what the janitors are doing? They're uniting. The lizard people are yeah. everywhere." <laughs> but guys, uh, Google, Google lizard people, Google Epstein, Google, Google everything, man. Just, just go through, go down the rabbit hole and have a good ass time. Yeah, you might as well utilize technology before it takes over us. Exactly. And life is too short. And I'm sorry if your life sucks now. I hope we helped you. Your life suck less for this hour plus that you got to hang out with us. Um, do you have anything else to add, Jake? I don't. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, maybe we'll be doing a Willow review. Uh, stay tuned for that. Definitely. And, you know, listen to the message at the end. We love y'all. Port of Miami's ne- next week, I think, too. I think oh, okay. So next week or the week after, so it's soon. Yeah. Yep. Soon, soon, soon. So, oh. we got, so we'll have, before Bones. we know it, dude, I know we're saying Willow now, but we're going to have like six albums to review beforehand. So. Maybe. We'll see. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see